to Journey to Balancing Your Life with Brandy T. Jones. On our program, we'll show you how to claim both personal and financial worth. With Brandy's experiences and that of our guests, our hope is that if you are struggling day to day and paycheck to paycheck, you'll find that your life doesn't have to be that way. Now, here is your host, Brandy T. Jones. Welcome to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones. And today I am excited. I am really pleased to have on my show my friend, Penelope Jane Smith. Penelope is an expert in money. She dabbles, she goes down deep and she finds out the emotional part of money. She explains that to you. She tells you, she shows you how to do be a money magnet. And, you know, there's so much more I can talk about and I can say about Penelope. I met her some years ago. I've enjoyed working with her. I've enjoyed being a part of her program. And when she said yes to being interviewed on my show, I was very, very pleased. She's a very busy lady. She has traveled all over the world. She has a lot of extensive hobbies. And I want her to just come on board and tell us a little bit about her as a person. And then we'll get into the money and the feelings. And you're going to hear the excitement in her voice. So listeners, sit back, relax. If you can, grab a piece of paper and pencil so that you can write and take down some beautiful notes, which Penelope Jane Smith is going to give to us. So welcome, Penelope. Thank you, Brandy. I'm so excited to be here. You know, I think we've known each other for over 10 years now. Almost, um, just about. Yes. Yeah, so it, it's really fun to be working together in this way, and we've both grown and developed a lot, and it's, it's wonderful to be here on your show. Um, mm-hmm. You had asked to sh- you asked me to share a little bit about myself. So yes. pers- on a personal level, um, you know, what's new and current for me is that I got married last year, and mm-hmm. that, that's been fun and interesting. And we're working on starting a family. Oh, nice. Um, I actually haven't announced this, but um, we're actually pregnant. Oh, well, thank so. you for announcing it on my show. <laughs> you have announced it right here on your show. Yep. Congratulations. So and thank you. Mm. To, things seem to be going well, so it's exciting. Good. And then um, part of the, you know, what drives my personal passion behind supporting people around their money is that um, I had, you know, not that long ago taken $10,000 of my own money, parlayed that um, in a matter of years to over $6 million in real estate. Mm-hmm. And when um, the real estate market crashed um, in 2008, I got completely wiped out. And so I went from almost being able to retire by the time I was 31 to being millions of dollars in debt, losing my own home to foreclosure, being forced uh, into bankruptcy and having to completely start over. And mm. so um, I've seen, you know, I've seen the high highs and the low lows. And mm. if I can even just help people avoid some of the mistakes I've made, yes, <laughs> then it yes. was all worth it, you know? Yes, yes. You know, and that's how I feel too. My business in the red, which is a financial business, and I work with people that struggle with paying bills. Because, you know, sometimes we just get caught up in the moment. There's so many of us that have lived, and this is my past, have lived from payday to payday, 
from check to check and still had to live in between that. And we used our credit cards. So mm-hmm. I come from a world of where I struggled regularly every day and I had to learn how to come out of that. And that's what I did. Turn myself around, create my business to teach, to coach others so that they can learn from the mistakes I had and come on the other side of that. So that we yeah. have in common. That is, that mm-hmm. is really, really good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So now tell us a little bit more now about how you started your business. What what was the first steps that you took in order to do this, to reach out, to help others? Well, I had done a, a series of personal growth workshops, and I got very, very clear that I felt like I was put here on this planet to support people around their prosperity and money, um, but I had no idea how to do that. So I thought, okay, well, let me just, you know, jump off the cliff and develop my wings on the way down. And um, so I decided I was going to host a workshop because I really saw myself speaking and writing books and having info products and programs, you know. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, let's, let's speak. What the heck, you know. And so I put out a little workshop. I told everyone I knew about it, um, charged $10 for a little 90-minute workshop, and nine people came. So I made $90. Wow. I was <laughs> ex- Static. I was ecstatic. And this was, um, I actually hosted it in Utah. So the hotel was mm-hmm. only $30 for the mm-hmm. couple of hours. Um, mm-hmm. So then I pro- the profit was 60 bucks, And mm-hmm. I went and I rented a karaoke machine later that night with my friends. So I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I actually. <laughs> so it was, it was really exciting for me because I actually, um, you know, you never know the impact you have on someone until you do. Exactly. And I saw this potential ripple effect in these nine people's lives um, of, you know, what was possible for them over time from having been to that one little workshop and me sharing my gifts and me, you know, living on purpose. Mm-hmm. And I was floored. It was like, it was one of just the best days ever, but I didn't know where to go from there. Um, so I got in, I had already invited everyone I knew, right? <laughs> and I got invited to go to this uh, workshop for, it was actually for holistic practitioners, and I was mm-hmm. uh, mostly a real estate investor at the time, but I decided to crash the workshop, and I figured with my winning smile, they wouldn't turn me away. <laughs> <laughs> and they offered programs, and they said, oh, we, we teach people um, how to lead workshops and create info products and put together programs, and I thought, oh, my God, that's exactly what I want to do. They're mm-hmm. offering exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I had, like, left my credit card at home and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'd already invested plenty in my education. So mm-hmm. I wasn't really planning on signing up for anything else, except this was my dream. This was, like, what I had figured out. This was my purpose. And here were people that just, like, it was, like, this door opened that I didn't even know was there. Right. And they're like, yeah, here's everything you've always wanted. And so after some del- deliberation, I actually signed up for the workshop. And, uh, or for their programs. And I took their program on like how to lead uh, a seminar business. And I launched, I launched that business and it worked for me. So within six months, I had a six figure business doing something I really loved. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, see, you have that winning smile, and I'm glad you brought that up <laughs> because you can get into many doors with that smile of yours. So, for t- t- talk to us about the person that, you know, is sitting at home listening to us right now and saying, yeah, yeah, all that sounds great. 
but they're starting. They don't necessarily want to have a business, but they're they're having problems with their money financially and they're thought of they can't do it. They cannot come out of from where they are. I know what I would say to them, but I want to hear from you, the coach and, you know, listeners. I have learned over the years that coaches are there for a reason, you know, even the the uh, wealthiest person might have a coach. They might have a uh, coach to help them with the gym. They might have a, an investing coach. Coaches are necessary, you know, and they're the ones that's going to reach back and help you because they've either been there and done that, and now they're going to turn around and show you how to do that. So tell us about how the mindset of, you know, coming from not having to the prosperity part of the, the consciousness of that. Sure. So there, there's actually two parts to when you yes. want results in a certain area. So if you're, you know, wanting to make more money or like get ahead on your bills or get out of debt or, you know, eventually build wealth. And, and that's why I encourage people to get out of debt is so that they can build wealth. Because when you don't have so much of your income tied up in payments, it's amazing how fast your investments can grow when you're doing mm-hmm. that. Um, but if you're, if you're like, okay, how am I going to make this work? There's two sides to the equation. There is the emotional, spiritual, um, like psychological side, and that's what I call prosperity consciousness. And then there's the actual mechanical how to do it side, and that's what I call financial education. Mm. And so you look and say, okay, is this a matter of like, I just don't know what to do. Like I'm not on a clear plan. I don't have a budget. I don't know how to increase my income. Is it something that you don't know? Or is it, or do you, you know what to do, but something's like not quite clicking and you're not um, experiencing prosperity, in which case that's more of the consciousness. So I really, I think that you need both and that you need to continue to develop both to really get results and to continue to see results in your life. So I talk a lot about prosperity mm-hmm. and, um, and I invite you to ask, you know, what does prosperity mean to you? Because... Mm-hmm the number one reason that most people don't get what they want is because they don't know what they want, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So think like, what is it specifically that you want? What is prosperity and how will you know when you have it? Otherwise, it's like playing a game with no rules. Like, how do you Mm -hmm. know if you're winning, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So for me specifically, I love this quote by Eric Butterworth. He was a unity minister, an author, and he said, prosperity is a way of living and thinking and not just money or things. Mm-hmm. And poverty oh. is also a way of living and thinking and not just the lack of money or things. Okay. Now repeat both of those one more time slowly. Sure. This is one of my favorite quotes ever. You've probably heard me say it before. Okay. Prosperity is a way of living and thinking and not just money or things. Mm-hmm. Poverty is a way of living and thinking and not just the lack of money oh. or things. Right. Okay. Good. And uh, if you if you look it up in the dictionary, it'll say prosperity is the state of flourishing, thriving, success, (laughs) or good fortune. You know, it often encompasses wealth, but also includes other factors like health and happiness and relationships. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of my mentors, who you've met, Brandy Frederick Lehrman. Yes, absolutely. He says that prosperity is the experience of functioning effortlessly and conveniently. Yes. In the physical universe, whether you have money or not. Right. Right. And, and so you said that on my show, too. <laughs> what? 
right? What is prosperity to you? Exactly. And even what is wealth to you? You know, if, mm-hmm. if you want to ultimately be wealthy, what does that mean? Like, how much would you need to have to consider yourself wealthy? Is it $100,000 a year in income? Is it a $5 million net worth? It's completely subjective, and it probably even changes for you over time. Like, what you consider right. wealthy now might not be what have you considered wealthy you know, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Something interesting is that the word wealth comes from the old English word wheel, W-E-A-L, which means well-being. So when you say you want to be wealthy, you're really saying that you want to live in that experience of well-being. It's not the actual dollars. It's the experience that you believe that those dollars will bring you. And so that kind of brings me to my definition of prosperity, which is the experience, okay, the experience, the feeling of feeling grateful for the abundance that's in your life right now and looking forward to even more. Wow. So if you can get into that state, that feeling state, and you cultivate that prosperity consciousness, that way of living and thinking, you can probably imagine how it becomes easier to attract more money when you're, when you're living in that place instead of living out of scarcity and fear. Does that make sense? It's, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I, that's how I have, I, that's where I started. When I was beginning to come out of the debt cycle, then I started feeling and living in the way of this is what I want to be. This is the feeling because I had to get to that feeling of what it felt like to have more than what I had before and then mm-hmm. let it grow for me on that end. Yeah. So, yes, I understand yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you cultivate that feeling on the prosperity consciousness side and you work a clear, proven plan of action on the financial education side – now, you know, real change is happening. Right, right, right. Cool. It's, it's you know, you have, and, and audience and listeners, Penelope is not, um, she, her age is much, um, is far behind her experience and her, her wisdom. So, you know, it's like she's an old soul, and I'm not sure she is or not, but I just know her <laughs> wisdom is there and it's through her experiences experiences that she has had and she has cultivated it so that she is now able to share that in a way where we can really understand it and break it down so i hope you're taking lots of notes because i am and this Mm. is exciting this is really exciting so I know we have just a few more minutes and then we'll be going to break. But can you briefly touch on getting money right? What does that mean? Um, and then I might have to interrupt you and then we're going to break and we'll come back with the, the finish. Oh, there. sure. Yeah. So that, that was, the, you know, the title that I threw out for this. And it, it's actually pretty funny because mm-hmm. the word right has mm-hmm. a certain charge on it. Because mm-hmm. if there's a right way to do something, that implies that there's a wrong way to do it too and if you're listening to this radio show I don't want you making yourself wrong for past ignorance Mm -hmm. or mistakes in the area of money because this is important okay in general we make the best decisions we can given the information that we have at the time Mm, right and and we never have all the information we we need to make a decision at the time we have to make it Mm mm-hmm so mm-hmm. people carry around a lot of money shame and money guilt for like not mm-hmm. ha- not having handled it in the past. But the truth is, humans are not good with money. This is a this is a learned skill, and so I invite you to have a lot of compassion with yourself 
Um, and, you know, and just, so what, now what? So instead of using the word right and wrong, let's talk about what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So getting money right in the context of this show means to have a relationship with money that works for you. And even an awareness of what money is and isn't and what it can and can't do. Mm. Okay. Good. I'm excited. I'm so I'm so tickled. I am I am just dancing in my seat because you're just talking about something that really is in my heart. Um it's not always a way where I can explain it the way you explain it. And I'm so thankful that you're here and being the expert that you are. You're helping me do my job. <laughs> so <Yay>. thank you. <laughs> so what else is it that you can add to the in the context of money and people struggling and how to come out? I know you touched a little bit about the emotional part of that. And I have said that, yes, money has a a lot of emotional attachments with it and it comes from childhood you know we raised with the thought of the money being good, bad or evil or whatever so can you explain a little bit more about that or how your okay. feelings around that so um let, let i don't totally understand the question i'm sorry okay that's okay when as as I was being raised as a youngster, you know, oh. the one thing say money is evil, you know, the root uh-huh. of all evil is, you know, so that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just explain or tell us your feelings around that so that we can oh, okay. break the Yeah, so, so the, the money cycle. is evil thing. Well, um, you know, my, money is just neutral. So mm-hmm. it, it helps to understand, like, what money is and what it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the two most common forms of money are coins and banknotes. Mm-hmm. So when people think of what money is, those are the images that often come to mind. And what you need to know about those, especially if you live in the United States, is that um, how, how it works is that banks make loans with mostly money that they don't have. So and hold, on one, new hold on one second, Penelope, hold on one second. Let's take sure. a short break, okay? And we okay. will come right back and then you can start fresh with that particular thought, okay? Okay. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones, Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money. To find out more and to get your own copy of the book, visit endthered.com and click ebook. That's endthered.com and click ebook. Balancing your life starts with savings. When you're confident in your savings, you're more confident in yourself. Security can be a state of your finances and even more, it's a state of mind. Just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. 
To connect with Randy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's brandy at endthered.com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones, and with us today, we have Penelope Jane Smith, and she's explaining to us, she was, just as before break, she was explaining to us the difference between the coins and the currency. So we're going to pick it up there. Penelope, we're going to let you go on and tell us a little bit more of the history. Yeah. So you talked about, like, um, you know, is money evil? And, and I said it helps to understand, like, what money is and what it mm-hmm. isn't. And this, this also ties back into what I was saying before about having a relationship with money that works for us. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that the two most common forms are mon- are of money are coins and banknotes. Mm-hmm. And um, especially if you live in the U.S., what you need to understand about that is that um, it's, uh, it, it's really not that different than monopoly money because what happens is that banks make loans mostly with money that they don't have, and that's what creates new money. So it's like mm-hmm. all money is debt. It's very weird. <laughs> banks are only required to keep in their vault a fraction of what they lend, mm-hmm. and the rest is backed by nothing mm. more than the assumption that the economy will keep expanding and that'll allow people to pay back their loans with interest. So this entire system is based on the economy continuing to expand and expand. Mm-hmm. Then the second thing that's important to know about this is that um, the U.S. Treasury has basically nothing in its vault backing your money since Nixon took our currency off the gold standard back in mm-hmm. 1971. So there's been mm-hmm. no gold or any other collateral that you can convert your coins and banknotes to. This is called fiat currency, F-I-A-T. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, and if you're not, yeah, if you're not familiar with that term, the definition is um, currency whose usefulness comes not from any intrinsic value or guarantee that it can be converted into gold or another currency, but only from a government's order, and that's called fiat, that it mm-hmm. has to be accepted as a means of payment. Fiat means faith. So our currency is held up just by the faith that we all have in it being worth something. So you, you see how we're, we're basically playing with monopoly money, right? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So there's nothing wrong with playing with monopoly money, and there's nothing wrong with having banknotes and coins um, on hand for the country that we're in so that we can purchase things easily. Like, that works for us, okay? Mm-hmm. So it works for us to have some money um, to be able to purchase things in whatever country we're in. But if we think that money alone, these coins and banknotes equals freedom, wealth, security, and success, then we're at, the, we're at the mercy of economic and monetary forces that we have no control over, like I experienced in the real estate crash, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, like um, the, the Germans um, experienced in 1919 um, or by 1923, 
you know, by then you, for, to buy one ounce of gold, you needed 87 trillion German marks. So if you had a wheelbarrow full of cash, someone might steal the wheelbarrow and leave the cash because they went into hyperinflation. <laughs> right. right. And that's, that's like you, you know, what do you do about that? That that's outside of your personal control. Right. Mm-hmm. So then let's talk about what money is. It's okay. any, um, thing that is generally accepted as a payment for goods, services, and repayments of debt. So mm-hmm. its main function is a medium of exchange. Like, there's nothing evil about that. Right. Right? Right. right. So it, it helps to think about it this way. You invest a certain amount of your life energy every day just staying alive, mm-hmm. keeping yourself fed, sheltered, etc. But if you're listening to this radio show, you, ha- you still have a little energy left over beyond just feeding yourself. Um, so if you take some of that surplus life energy and use it to help someone else and they trade with you or they give you money as a placeholder that represents that life energy, mm-hmm. if you look at it that way, then essentially money is a representation of your own life energy. Mm. Okay. And when you look at it that way, you'll realize that it's not money that, that keeps you alive. It's uh, your own aliveness. And mm-hmm. that awareness is the number one key to creating financial stability. Mm-hmm. Uh, because once you understand that, you're no longer at the mercy of these economic factors that aren't in your control. You know that no matter what, you can always invest some of your surplus life energy in creating value for someone else and generating more money. And so that's what you're looking at. Um, you know, you said you work with a lot of people who, you know, mm-hmm. are kind of maybe struggling to mm-hmm. make their um, bills and stuff. It helps to right. get on a clear plan and then also mm-hmm. look at, okay, if I'm going to, you know, how much of my life energy do I have to work with? Um, to go produce money and then mm-hmm. trading that life energy for as much as you can, right? Mm-hmm. Right. If mm. you're going to be trading it. Right. Mm. Cool. So exciting. <laughs> you just broke it right on down so everyone can understand that. So now, so are you saying money is not important? If we can trade it like this against energy and what have you, it's, how does that play with the importance of money? Um, no, I, I actually, I wouldn't say that it's not important. Um, this is a really big piece of creating a lovely relationship money that works for us. Um, it's like, you know, I, I recently got married, right? Mm-hmm. So I can, I can survive without a soulmate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but life is so much richer together. My husband's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there, there's ways that you could survive without money, but it, it makes life a lot easier and more convenient. So, right. um, so yeah, I, I would say that it is important. I love this quote by T. Harv Eker. He says, let's set the record straight. Money is important. To say that it's not <laughs> as important as any other things in life is ludicrous. What's more important, your arm or your leg? Could it be that right. both are important? Exactly, yes. So yes. when people say, when people say, oh, well, it's not as important as your health or it's not as important as your relationship, I'm like, why are we talking about this? Mm-hmm. All of this is important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, and just like you have relationships with other people, you have a relationship with money. So when you decide that your money is important to and worth spending time with, it'll be more likely to stick around. I mean, just think, if you're in a relationship with someone and you tell them you're just not that important to me, how Mm -hmm. long do you think they're going to stay with you? Not long at all. And on that note, we're going to go on our second break. And we're going to come back. And I think we're going to go and talk about the relationship with money. And so how are we going to deal with that? Are we going to go take money on dates with us? 
Oh, let's I got find some out. good stuff for let's, you. Oh, let's yeah. find out when we come back right after this break. Tune to the Voice America Women's Channel, leading the way for your success. Balancing your life starts with savings. When you're confident in your savings, you're more confident in yourself. Security can be a state of your finances, and even more, it's a state of mind. Just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. To connect with Brandy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's brandy at endthered.com. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones, Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money. To find out more and to get your own copy of the book, visit endthered.com and click ebook. That's endthered.com and click ebook. This is Voice America Women. We are leaders in the forward movement of women's success. This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Joan, and with me we have Penelope Jane Smith. We were just getting ready to talk about money dates yeah. and how that comes about. And she's going to explain what she does on her money dates. Sure. So we're talking about how, um, just like you have a relationship with other people, you have a relationship with money. And if you told someone, you're just not that important to me they probably wouldn't stay with you for very long. So when someone says, money's just not that important to me, I'm like, oh, well, you don't have any. Because money <laughs> loves attention. It's, it's almost like I have, you know, like I'm psychic or something. They're mm-hmm. like, how did you know? I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> no one would stick around if they're not important right. to you. So right. just do a little uh, personal reality check and see, do you keep your cash organized in your wallet or crumpled up in wads around the house with piles of loose change? I mm-hmm. encourage you to treat your money with respect. And, when money is important to you, you're willing to spend quality time with it, just like someone you're dating. So with your partner, you might have heard of having date night, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I recommend scheduling a regular time to give your money your full attention, and that this is your money date that mm-hmm. Brandy mentioned. So mm-hmm. during your money date, you can find out how your money is doing by reviewing your financial statements, balancing your checkbook, reconciling your accounts. Um, everybody does slightly different things during their money dates. And I actually have 
a money date checklist template that you can download and you can use that for your money date or, you know, adapt it um, to fit your stuff. Like, what do you actually do during the money date? You just go, you know, first thing, second thing, third thing. So that checklist is available at tinyurl.com. That shortens the URL. tinyurl.com slash journey to balancing after the name of this show. So tinyurl.com slash journey to balancing and that's T-O, not the number two. And then you can download um, the money date checklist of what you actually do during your money date. Um, The important thing is that um, you do it, right? And in the past, Mm -hmm. when I didn't have a regular money date, I handled my finances randomly. I would (laughs) balance my checkbook and pay bills when I got around to it, which means Sometimes I was organized and sometimes my finances were in total chaos. I wasted hundreds of dollars in fees that could easily have been avoided if I'd been on top Mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And now that I have consistent money dates, I have clarity around my finances. I make better decisions. And also I've noticed um, the more I pay attention to my money and the more I do my money dates, um, the more money comes in and stays with me. So I get more Mm -hmm. unexpected checks in the mail more people mm-hmm. call me for speaking gigs and to hire me. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really amazing how it just flows so much better when mm-hmm. I'm paying attention to it. It's like magic. So mm-hmm. I love it, and um, I believe that you will too. So make sure that you yes. download that checklist <laughs> and start doing your money dates. I do it weekly. You know, depending on mm-hmm. how complicated your finances are, you might be able to get away with doing it once a month mm-hmm. um, or twice a month. I like doing it weekly because... Um, I have a lot going on, and if I have to miss one week, it's not the end of the world if I'm traveling right. or something. Right, good. You know, and it's exciting because in my business, I have a system of teaching people how to save, and I've had quite a few people saying, "Brand, I can't save a dime." I said, "Okay, instead of saving a dime, let's try saving five dollar bills." <laughs> and I use the five dollar bills because they're a rare part of my money system. Um, you don't get them all the time. They will, you, when you break a 20, you'll get some 10s and you'll get some 1s. And every now and then there are 5 up here. But I have never, I've, since I've been doing this, I don't spend my $5 bills. I treat them as a jewel. Yeah. So when I receive one from, you know, when I'm out change, getting changed from a purchase and I get a $5 bill, I celebrate right then and there. I smile. I might jump up and down. I might say something crazy. Everyone looks at me really silly, but I tell them the, my story then. And then I have helped a lot of people who couldn't in the past save, can save now because they use that $5 bill. So I, I treat it really special. I put it in its own little part in my con- in my wallet, and then I take it from my wallet, and it has its own little housing in a little can in my bedroom. So that's my part of having a date with that particular part of the of my money. And I do. I am really. I use my five dollar bills for my bucket list, so it never f- affects my budget. And as I have been speaking to other people and teaching this, that's how people have been able to have more and never feel broke because some place in the house is a five dollar bill. So mm, that's, you know, really that's fun. my money day. That's my money day. And in fact, just the other day I received an email from someone I do not know, but because she heard about the story on on my radio show, she has started saving her five dollar bills and she's saving for a cruise. 
And she said cool. she thought it was the fantastic. She had never been able to save money, but this is easy and it doesn't affect her budget. So I was really thrilled about that. I was really excited about that. So, yes. So, ladies, gentlemen, any listening audience, whoever's out there listening, remember, money dates can help you have more. Saving $5 bills will help you to have more. And neither one of those will have to affect your budget. So, Pick up something, try something new, and have those money dates. Okay, Penelope, is there anything else that you want to add? Uh, we touched briefly on the education, and you said, you know, gave us a little bit pointers about the financial education. Is there something else you want to add to that, or is there something just in your heart that you want to come up with? Well, financial education, I just want to make sure you guys understand that what I mean specifically by that is how to make, save, manage, invest, and protect your money. So those are the five areas. Make, save, manage, invest, and protect your money. Because if you go to a bank or a stockbroker or a financial planner and say, what should I do with my money? They'll say some version of give it to me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so the, the key, and, and I'm not saying don't use banks or financial planners. I'm just saying the key is independent financial education. And so I invite you to become a lifelong learner um, in those areas, like, you know, one piece of financial education was learning how to do your money date. That's like an actual tangible thing um, that you can do. You know, Brandy gave you the idea of the $5 bills. That's another tangible thing that you can do on the financial education side. Um, on the prosperity consciousness side, we talked about cultivating that way of living in gratitude and appreciation and looking forward to even more. And if you're listening to this, interviews, chances are you're already wealthier than 95% of the world's population. Mm. Um, if you think about trading lives at random financially with someone else on the planet, like you could end up being some multimillionaire, but the likelihood is that you would end up living in a mud hut in Tanzania with a $300 annual income. Mm. So just realizing that I think can help you feel more prosperous. And if you take time into equation, like, would you trade financial lives with a king or a queen if it was 300 years ago? I mean, that, that's the most lavish possible lifestyle. You know, you have food tasters and servants and, you know, all these things, um, but you don't have internet, you don't have airplanes, you don't have internet on airplanes, you don't have penicillin. Like, just being alive today, you know, you're, you're living way better than a king or a queen just a few hundred years ago. So you can add that into cultivating that feeling of appreciation for what you have now. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. So now is at the point where I'm just going to let you tell us something juicy that just you have not touched on, or I know you're in the back of your educated mind, there's something else that you want to share with the listeners around the money. And So here's another, I'd love to share another like specific action that you can take. This is how to create your own money magnet. And this Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite tools for attracting more money effortlessly. Um, It's called your permanent wealth account. And uh, there's a quote from the richest man in Babylon that says, I found the road to wealth when I decided that a part of all I earned was mine to keep. Mm. If you think about how much money has flowed through your life and how much have you kept, um, if you haven't kept very much of that money, it's because you didn't have a structure until now. And uh, Brandy told me that um, our mutual mentor, Frederick Lehrman, has been a guest on this show before. And he Mm -hmm. does a little visualization where he says, um, 
imagine living in a time before bank accounts and finances on paper and see yourself carrying around a leather pouch and receiving your income in the form of 10 gold coins. So you buy shoes, you eat, eventually your pouch is empty, and you go do some work to get 10 more gold coins. And so your pouch fills and empties and fills and empties. It's this ebb and flow. Most people spend as much as they make. When their income goes up, so do their expenses. So that, that's very human behavior. You need to put a structure in place to get yourself to not do that. Mm-hmm. And that might look like a second pouch. And what if every time you put 10 coins in the first pouch, you immediately take one of those coins and move it to the second pouch? So you continue to add and subtract from that first pouch. But the second pouch, you never spend those coins. So eventually that second pouch would grow so big that it's too heavy to even carry around anymore. And this is the idea of the permanent wealth account. So open a bank account that is completely separate from all the other accounts with the sole intention of putting money in there and never, ever, ever touching the principal. So think about the story of the goose that laid the golden egg. You know, people wanted to get all the golden eggs out of the goose at once, and they killed the goose, and, of course, the golden eggs stopped. So you would never kill the golden goose, right? You want to mm-hmm. live off of those eggs and enjoy those eggs and have them support you. So your permanent wealth account is your own golden goose. And you can start this with, you know, a dollar or one of these $5 bills that you're finding with Brandy's method. Um, and the thing is, having this account reinforces two very important beliefs, and your beliefs create your reality. So belief number one is, I have money. I have money. Um, what you focus on expands. And so if you're always complaining about how you're broke and you have no money, it's hard for money to come to you. You're like recreating what you already have. Um, so if you already have money, even if it's just a dollar, it's easy to attract more because you're in that vibrational, attractive place of, I have money. Uh, the second belief is, I have more money than I'll ever need, which is a really abundant belief, especially if you're in a place where you've been kind of struggling to make ends meet. Um, you'll never touch the principal, which means that you have more money than you'll ever need. And weirdly enough, the, my, in my experience, the amount of money in my permanent wealth account is the amount of money that moves easily in my life. It's like a magnet for more money. I started it out way back in the day when I was working at Starbucks, you know, before any of this real estate stuff, before anything, and I, I put $50 in there. And in the beginning, my life, you know, moved kind of in the tens and hundreds of dollars. And once I got up over $1,000 in my permanent wealth account, all of a sudden I started getting paid in thousands and like thousands started moving in my life. And once I got up to over 10000 you know, tens of thousands started moving in my life. And so um, you could take a certain percentage of your income and throw it in. You can do this with a $5 thing. You can, you know, anytime you see, like, you saved money on your grocery receipt, you can just transfer that into your permanent wealth account. Whatever you do to um, put money in, the point is you put it in and then you never take it out. So if you don't have any income, start by contributing whatever you can. And um, if you're taking notes, write this down. Hold on one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah, hold on one second. Hold that one until we come back. We're going to go oh, on okay. a short break, and we will tell you the t- secret that she's getting ready to tell us in just a few minutes. We'll see you in just a minute. You're 
tuned to the Voice America Women's Channel, leading the way for your success. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones, Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money to find out more and to get your own copy of the book visit endthered.com and click ebook that's endthered.com and click ebook Balancing your life starts with savings. When you're confident in your saving, you're more confident in yourself. Security can be a state of your finances, and even more, it's a state of mind. Just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. To connect with Brandy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's brandy at endthered.com. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones, and Penelope James Smith has been so brilliantly discussing money, our relationship with money, how we treat money, how we want money to treat us, what we need to do in order to get that same kind of relationship back and forth, play a dance with money. Money can work for us as we do our necessary steps. And so she was getting ready to tell us a little bit more about the uh, permanent wealth account. So I'm going to let her pick up there. And then she has some more interesting things she's going to share with us before we leave you in this last segment. Yep. So the idea with the permanent wealth account is you put money in and you never, ever, ever touch the principal. But you can spend the interest at regular intervals. So um, let's say once a quarter or once a month, you can take some or all the interest out and spend that. And uh, the first time I did this, I, you know, waited till I had about $2 in interest, and I bought myself this beautiful purple eraser. And I'm like, wow, my money bought me this eraser. This is my financial freedom eraser. Woo-hoo! And I still have it. It was so exciting. Um, and then eventually my money could take me out to dinner and, you know, do better things. Um, so it gives you the experience of being financially free, and it reinforces those beliefs that I mentioned. I have money. And I have more money than I'll ever need. So it's training you into being financially free, meaning your money takes care of you and you don't have to work for it anymore if you don't want to. And um, I recommend starting with whatever amount you can. It's a dollar, five dollars, twenty dollars, whatever it is. And I was going to say, um, if you're taking notes, write this down. 
the practice of managing my money is more important than the amount. The practice of managing my money is more important than the amount. Um, I, you'll be amazed. I had a guy come to one of my workshops and we talked about the permanent wealth account. He'd never been able to save money. I ran into him a couple of years later. He's like, you're not going to believe this. I started with a dollar and then like $5 here and there and it grew. And now I have over, over $10,000 in my permanent wealth account. Never been able to save money in my whole life. And now I have more money than I've ever had. And it's awesome. Um, so it really works. Even if you're just starting with a little bit, the practice is more important than the amount because you'll be able to do more um, as you get better and better at this. And if you want to put yourself on what I call prosperity cruise control, then um, I would even invite you to do auto payments to this account of whatever you won't miss, whether it's, you know, $5 a month, $25 a month, have it just automatically go from your regular checking or whatever into your permanent wealth account. And then it's amazing um, to watch it grow. And then on your money date, you know, one of your items that's on your checklist is to transfer money to your prosperity account. So you can um, say, okay, you know, is there any more money that I could transfer to my permanent wealth account? Have I gotten any more $5 bills? Um, did I go to the grocery store and it saved, it says you saved $6.40, like you would have sent that, sent that on groceries, so why not just put it in your permanent wealth account? Um, and when, so when you put those two things, auto payments and a line item on your money date checklist, um, you'll really start to see the permanent wealth account grow and have more and more of that experience of I have money, I have more money than I'll ever need, and training yourself to be financially free. Mm, wonderful, wonderful. Um, you know, in listening to you, because I, I also do the permanent uh, wealth account, I have all those savings accounts, and then I have one that I do not touch, and I only touch it. I'm building up my interest in there, keeping track of it, because I will have a special plan in mind for the interest alone, so I have let it just stay there, and I will eventually take it out. But I like that, and it has helped me. When I first heard that from our mentor, Frederick, I said, hmm, that would be hard. I can't do that. How am I not going to? But once I started it and released and let go of I can't and just let it work, it worked for me. And listeners, Penelope has given us a whole lot of interesting ways, easy ways that we can let money be a part of us, let money be our friend. And let it also work with us instead of us fighting against it and complaining about not having enough. Because if you put something aside and you never touch it, it's always there. So that you're always, I have more than I need. I have that little pile to grow on. Whether it's $5, whether it's coins, whether whatever it is, just put it aside and let it work for you. All right, Penelope, is there something else, something else that you would like to share with the listeners during this last segment of our, our talk? Sure. So if I could give you just a few takeaways, okay. um, two to three action steps for if you're listening to this. Um, the first one is, you know, open or pay more attention to your permanent wealth account. It's a really fun account to play with. Um, second is to schedule regular money dates, whether it's once a month, twice a month, once a week. Um, download the money date checklist. You can get that at tinyurl.com slash journey to balancing. And that's T-O, not the number two. So tinyurl.com slash journey to balancing. Um, and that'll give you the checklist of what to do during your money date. 
And then third, you know, if you want one more step, um, take one step towards increasing your financial education. You can read um, the book I mentioned, The Richest Man in Babylon. Your Money or Your Life is another good one. Of course, listening to this show is great. Um, but just have that in your consciousness of I am a lifelong learner and I'm going to increase my financial education. Um, and, yeah, if, if you could do, you know, one or all three of those things, I think you'll see really wonderful benefits in your life over time. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so we have about three more minutes, and I'm going to ask you, what else is on the horizon for Penelope? What are you working on now? I know that the one big thing is the pregnancy and the new baby coming. What else is there that you have scoped out that you want to do in the future? Well, I'm actually taking my um, Prosperity 101 live event. Good. And turning it into an online course so that mm. people can people from all over the world can take it without having to fly to California. Mm-hmm. And I'm expanding it, adding a lot of stuff, making it like mm, even more amazing than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And that's all around financial education and prosperity consciousness. Okay. Um, it's kind of a boot camp type course. And I, I'm mm-hmm. excited to make that available on a much larger scale. And then on a personal level, it kind of frees my time up because I've been doing a lot of... Um, like one-on-one financial coaching, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it frees my time up to be available for this new baby. Mm, yes, because I can yes. I can kind of answer questions on the Facebook group or on the calls, like when I have time, instead of mm-hmm. um, you know having a whole having days set aside for events or VIP days or you know like that. Right. So I'm right. pretty stoked about it because I I see it expanding the reach, helping way more people, and then also allowing me the flexibility to be a new mom. Mm, good. You know, and I know you have written books. Is write, some more writing in your future? Yeah, actually, um, I have a book that I'm thinking about and brainstorming on called Living in Prosperity. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's about the, the practices, um, both on the, you know, emotional, psychological, prosperity consciousness practices, as well as specific financial practices like the money date. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's that, that way of thinking and living um, in prosperity. Okay. All right. Okay. So now could you briefly tell the audience how they can connect with you, um, on whatever level you want them to, or they choose to, can you give them? Sure. Well, yeah, the easiest thing to do is to download the money date checklist. That's tinyurl.com slash journey to balancing. And, um, you'll also get my bi-weekly um, email newsletter. And that's a little personal note about what's going on with me. One short, useful article. There's okay. a quote of the week. And there's a quiz of the week where you can actually enter to win 50 bucks. So you can, <laughs> you can put that right in your permanent wealth account. You could you know, do whatever you want. I have one lady that's won it three times because right. not a lot of people know that yes. you can participate in that. So the, the yes. odds of winning are actually pretty good. Yes. Um, so you get on the newsletter and then you'll find out about what's going on in my world when the new book comes out, when the, the new Prosperity 101 online course comes out, um, as well as, you know, you'll have my email and you can contact me. All right. If well, you don't want to be on my list, you just want to scope me out from afar, then you can go to realprosperityinc.com and read the various articles and things that I have on there. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Penelope, for being on my show and saying yes. I have enjoyed our time together. I look forward to seeing 
it and hearing more from you and about you in the future. Congratulations on the new one that's going to come and enjoy the life and time with you and your husband. It has been my pleasure to have you on today. And again, thank you. Thank you, Randy. You're welcome. All right, listeners, until next week, happy savings. And remember, every $5 matters because you matter. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Be sure to catch the next episode of Journey to Balancing Your Life with Brandy T. Jones next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll see you then.